Dave Martin, Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Happy Monday to you. Happy National Championship Monday to you. Gonzaga Baylor. It'll be right here on 104.5 The Zone. You can listen to it start to finish on Westwood One beginning at 6 p.m. We're powered by all four seasons garage doors right here in Nashville. Over 150 years of combined experience, residential and commercial. We got Coach Mack with us, brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Dave McGinnis, a health plan from Farm Bureau Health Plans is for folks who are busy planning other things because we provide coverage you can count on. Farm Bureau Health Plans, plan on us. Coach, how are your eyes doing, considering how much tape you're watching and how many whiteboards you're filling? Well, first of all, good morning, Jay Martin, Ramon, and Chafe, you three. Hope you had a great Easter weekend. Uh, It's good. I took a little time off uh, to watch the NCAA basketball. That was outstanding. Yes. Outstanding. You know, I, I'm not a I'm not a basketball guru, but what I do know, I do know when I'm watching good uh, athletic competition. And plus, I mean, I thought UCLA played a tremendously strategic ball game, but for it to end like that, I mean, what else could you want? I was at Indiana State with Larry Bird in the undefeated mm-hmm. year. Oh. You know, and and to go through a year like that undefeated, of course, you know, the Sycamores lost in the finals to Magic and that group, to Michigan State. But going through that, I mean, you know, it, 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 on a collegiate level, is so much fun. There's nothing really like March Madness to captivate everybody because everybody's got a one-game chance. But that was a that was a magnificent game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it just was. if you love it, that's why it, it's why we all do this is for something like that. Sports yeah. was fun again on Saturday night, and now we get a hopefully we get another one tonight. Baylor and Gonzaga ought to be good, coach. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, I think you've got the two best yes. teams. Yeah. Again, as I said, I, 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 I know a lot, I know a lot about the ins and outs and nuances of, of, of professional football and, and what football entails, but just watching those two teams, you can tell they've got it figured out. And plus, yeah, I, I love the athleticism mm-hmm. of, of, of the collegiate players. I mean, it's, it's really amazing. You know, uh, going back, going back to that game, you know, Tiger, to me, that dude, he's out there among all those big dudes, and he's weaving and bobbing and ducking and going underneath yeah. in the paint. I mean, come on. I just love the athleticism of those guys. Well, that's the old Fletch line. He was 6'5 with the Afro 6'9 because his hair is taller, <laughs> so it gives him a little bit extra height that he wouldn't have otherwise had. But So you said you took a few days off. Before you took days off, where are you right now in this process? I know this is something that, that you kind of – you just continue to grow. You continue to add more information. Titans Radio, obviously, big broadcast coming up for the NFL draft, as always. But where are you right now in your process? You know, Jamar, if if I were to, to be called on to any draft room right now, pre-draft room, to read a report, I would feel really confident about reading a report on about 140 guys. Mm. You know, uh, and I've got I've seen more than that. But, uh, you know, I was brought up in this business, you know, 35 years ago that, you know, if you're called on to read a report, you need to have facts to substantiate what you are saying. And it's not just that you're trying to be right all the time, but you need to have facts and reasons to back up what you're saying. So I feel pretty confident in that. By the time we get to the draft, we still got another, you know, three and a half weeks till we get there. And to, to me, uh, I will have plenty of ammunition you know, along with Rhett Bryan and, and Mike Keith, we'll have a great broadcast. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't completely shut it down this weekend, but I did have to watch that basketball game. When it comes down to this draft process, like you say, you got 140 guys. That's amazing, Coach Mac, because of those 140, you still got to figure out, okay, who may be gone and who's there for us. And it goes down to what you need versus what's the best available. When it comes down to those two 
you know, thoughts or decisions that's got to be made. Which one is made more commonly when it comes down to this draft, uh, when it comes down to drafting the guy? The guy that's the, the best available that's left or the guy you need? Which one do you, you lean towards more? It depends. Uh, and, and it's a great question, and, and it's irrelevant, but it depends on what kind of team you have. Okay. It really does. It depends on what kind of team. If you got a team full of veterans, you know, that, that, that you're pretty solidified at, at all the positions, the way the salary cap and, and, and free agency is now, you're not going to have depth at every position. It's just not possible anymore like it used to be. But if you're a pretty uh, veteran-laden team or your, your slots are pretty well taken, then it's real easy to say, just, you know, take, let, let's, take, let's take the best player available and we'll fit him in wherever. But if you've got gaping holes or if you have had, you know, some uh, people leave, you've had some, some absences because of injury or because of retirement or because of like this year that you had to let go because your salary cap was truncated and you had to get under the cap. Well, then you're starting to look at positionally what you're, what, what you have to have and, and what uh, all teams do this time of year, you put a board up. I mean, you put a pre-camp board up and you start putting numbers up. We've got to have this many numbers at this many position to go to camp. Now, and then you have your must, your needs, and your wants up there. And then for the draft, guys, what you do, you have three boards for the draft. You've got your primary board. You've got your secondary board. Then you have your bullpen. Mm. And so you've got to keep all of those current running up to the draft. And then they have got to be kept current throughout the draft. So, you know, when you've got a, when you, when you've got a whole army of scouts like most teams do, well, then you're able to, you're able to vet and look at over 300 players and place them on those proper boards. And then you start to fit it in to what your needs are that year. Coach, if you're John Robinson, and I know it all depends on who is there, who do you think is going to be there? Maybe that's the way I'll ask it. You're not John Robinson. Who, who do you expect to be there at 22 that should be in the mix for the Titans at that pick? Well, I mean, that's, that's hard to say. I mean, that's hard to know. I mean, I, I, I don't know who's going to go the, the 21 ahead. I do know some of them that I think are probably in the top tier of this draft that won't be there. I can tell you that. It's probably easier for me to tell you who will not be there. And here's the other thing, J. Mark, and your question is relevant because of this. This draft is going to have five quarterbacks taken in the first round at some point. Yeah. At some point, there will be five of those guys at the quarterback position taken in the first round. And the quarterback draft is separate from the positional draft. But it's, you know, you guys know this. If quarterbacks are taken up above your pick, all that does is daisy chain positional players that you might be interested in down to you. Okay. But the, the issue is like, like, let's talk about edge rusher. Edge rusher this year really depends on what the teams up in front of uh, up in front of the Tennessee Titans want because yeah. you've got guys that have got some ability but there's some very disparate you know uh, 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 stretches as far as to how many games they've played to where they are in their development uh, and to how long it would take to develop those players and plus you've got some edge four three guys you've got some edge three four guys and then you've got some transitional guys in there and so it just depends on 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 what teams are and how they're looking at it it's the same way i i expect to see some surprises mm -hmm. in the receivers and in the in the in the cornerbacks because of this some teams are going to draft and say hey we're set 
we're set, you know, with our, with our, with our perimeter receivers, we got to find somebody in the slot. So they'll take a slot guy ahead of a perimeter receiver that other people might covet, you know, and so they'll be able to take them same way with the corners, J Mark, there's going to be guys going to say, look, we've got to have outside perimeter corners. We've got to have them. And there's some teams that are ahead of us that are really good at the outside perimeter corners. And they're going to say, we got to have that fifth guy because he is a starter in our sub package. So it's hard to say who will be there. I do know this. There are offensive linemen in this draft too, yeah, especially buddy. tackles that are going to be able to play, you know, I think through throughout at least, you know, the, the first four rounds of this draft where you can really find help and maybe a little bit after that too. So, I mean, it's a, it's a crapshoot when you're sitting there at 22. If you and I were sitting there, if we were sitting there at number two or three or five, you know, I could probably narrow down some people. Yeah. Coach Mack, you, I just want you to take a step back into your coaching corner real quick. As we discuss what type of adjustments or tweaks are going to be added to a team, I guess, preparation when it comes to the 17th game. I think we all knew it was coming. Um, it was part of our, our CBA discussions that, hey, they want that option. They got that option. You just couldn't go to 18, and they won't go right. to 18 anytime soon. But as a coach, Coach Mack, what do you do? Because we've seen Patrick Mahomes said, look, I got to condition myself. And you think, yeah, it's one extra game. But there is something that kind of goes into the aspect of adding one more full scrimmage game. Yeah, and Ramon, look, you, you can speak to this, you know, as well as anybody on air about this, and and and, and you're going to agree with me when I say this. You start preparing for that 17th game the first time you show up at camp. Yeah. That's when you start preparing because, and the coaches that are more in tune with their players, you got so much empirical data now, you know, with 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 all of, with with all of the GPS stuff where you can just download immediately and find out workload during every practice, speed workload, you know, all of that, all of that stuff. I was heavily involved in that when I was in LA. You can find that out empirically. Used yeah. to be, you had, as a coach, you had to do it by field, and then you had to trust your veteran players. But that that load management. I mean, which is the, the word for it, that load management for your players, it starts as soon as they come back, yeah. as soon as they come back and it starts in the OTAs, it goes through training camp and then it's individualized. Look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have and prepare at practice wise a Ramon Foster, you know, like I would, you know, at his point in this point in his career, right. like I would a Nate Davis. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You just, you, you've got to be able to individualize it. And, and I think almost a lot of coaches in this league are dialed into that. Mike Vrabel is as tuned into that as any coach I've ever seen. It's really good. Those maintenance days, and you can you can speak to this, you know, and, and, and people that watch it, well, they're not practice. Why wouldn't they practice? I'll tell you why they don't practice. It's like Richard Dent told me with my first year in the league 35 years ago when I was walking out on the field with him about the ninth week of the season, and he was moving really slow. And I said, Colonel, are you going to make it today? He looked at me and said, hey, it takes a man to play 16 games. Just believe. slow your roll a little bit. And so that's 100%. Well, the coaches now are so dialed in, and especially, as I said, Mike Vrabel's really good at it. Yeah. So it starts then, uh, Ramon. And I, and I think that the more experienced coaches are and the more dialed in they are to where their players are individually and then collectively, uh, physically, yeah. then those are the ones that are going to be able – the 17th game, look, the 17th game is the 17th game. But it's – look, it, preseason is going to be different. You're going to have three 
preseason games. But I tell you what you're not going to have this year. You're not going to have that last preseason game be on a Thursday because everybody's going to have a bye week the week before you start the season this year. Okay, so there's a lot of things that are changing because of that 17th game. And we could go into a myriad of them. Uh, And so but the load management, which is so critically important, that's on the coaches, that's on the training staff, that's on the strength and conditioning coach, and that's on the veteran players. Right. Coach, how much misinformation is being put out right now by various teams in terms of part of their strategy of getting to the draft? I mean, it's easy to kind of go down that road and talk about it, but I know there is a strategy that goes into this, and you've experienced it from the inside, and now you're experiencing it as you're watching it a little bit further on the external side with Titans Radio. But but how is this process, not just in selecting the guys, but in the information that you choose to release in the weeks leading up to the draft? Yeah, Jay Mart, and, and it is going on. And again, as I said, I was involved heavily for 31 years and, and on the phones. I mean, the phones are, are big now, but it, it, it's who you are talking to. And then what happens is, what happens is now is, is, is during this time, you know, the media is so starved for information and they are so starved for stories that all of a sudden, this is the time. We are in the time right now as to when you start tearing down prospects. All right. I mean, in the, you know, in the media. You start tearing down prospects and you start saying, well, you know, he might not be as good. He might not can do this really within the coaching circles of it and the GM circles and the, and the, and the, the scouting circle. You're not doing that right now because you, you know who these guys are and you've got them set. But the, 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 the elevator music that you hear out around it. Yeah. I mean, it, it can spread so, so fast. And so here's what I can say to our listeners because I want our zone listeners to be very educated. Listen to none of it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, to none of, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and, and, and read it, go ahead and be entertained by it, but don't believe it. I mean, it's, you know, it's like my high school coach told me that's BS. Smell it. Don't eat it. You better believe I just it. got coach. bold real fast. Hey, that, that, man, my high school coach said some things too, man. I have to tell you off air about those, but, <laughs> but coach as a, as a whole though. Um, and, and of course this, uh, we'll get more into the 17 game as we get closer to the season. I'm sure it's going to be a hot topic. Guys, some guys are for some are against it. It's just a whole bunch of everything that goes into it. But again, I, I like having you on the show, Coach, because of your insight. And then again, because of your coaching background, too. Uh, because I, I liked, I've always had questions for coaches that I weren't able to ask them. So now that I got you on my side, I got to ask you this, too, is are you, are, as a coach, you much rather compete in a 17th game than to have another preseason? And I know coaches love camp life. They just want to just coach you. <laughs> They want to just have the ability to just be around the guys. It's football at its purest state. When I tell you that, I think our coaches, they plan their vacation for camp, if you know what I mean. (laughs) You know, you guys love camp, coaches. The players hated it. So I just want to know, are you for or against them taking away your vacation, basically? You know what? To me, (laughs) look, if you're fortunate enough to work in the National Football League, think about it, Ramon. Yeah. Think about it, okay? Uh, when I first, when I, when I, you know, talk about players not liking camp. When I first got into this, we went to camp for six weeks and we were in full pads twice a day. Yeah. Okay. Six weeks, full pads twice a day. I never saw Walter Payton walk out on that practice field without a smile on his face. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I think it just depends on your perspective and what you're getting out of it. And plus back in the day, look, it's different. Training camp is so different now, Ramon. 
Training camp is so different than it used to be. Used to be, as I said, 35 years ago when I first started, we would bring guys to guys would come to training camp to get into shape. That's true. All right. To get into shape. So that's why you had to have all of those two a days and, and everything. Now they are in such great shape. You're just trying to maintain and then start honing your positional and then your group skills. And so it's completely different now. Yeah. But you ask me, did I like training camp? I just like ball. Yeah. And it was ball. And it meant ball. And what I really liked about training camp was whether it was a veteran player who I had uh, worked with during the offseason or had made offseason plans as to here's what we're going to work on when we get back together mm-hmm. to help you improve, or if it was trying to get rookies in there and seeing what can we do with these guys. I mean, I just love, I just love coaching and being with the players. And then there's nothing like, you know this, and, and I think our listeners do too, and so does J. Mark. There's nothing like getting ready to right. play a National Football League game. Woo-hoo. Because that that feeling, yeah. that feeling, you cannot get legally anywhere else. Okay, Coach, we can't get you anywhere else either, legally or otherwise. So we <laughs> we, we love our chats with you on Monday, I my friend. I hope, we hope your Easter was good too, guys. It was great. It was great. It's great to start off the week with you guys too. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Coach Mac. Brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. With Farm Bureau Health Plans, you can plan on not needing a Plan B. We provide health coverage you can depend on. Farm Bureau Health Plans plan on us 615-737-1045 we'll react to some of what we just talked about with coach mac on the flip side here jay martin ramon 104.5 the zone